Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donsko. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Torepko and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Another podcast because Things just keep on happening in the tennis world, don't they, JG? And something a bit shocking happened last night. Rafael Nadal tumbled out of the City Open, losing in three sets to Lloyd Harris. And, uh, well, the guy's number 50 in the world. I'm not going to say that I'm actually that shocked. I don't know why. After the performance with Jack Sock, I thought it was there was always a possibility something could happen in one of these next few rounds what do you how are you feeling i'm sure everybody's joining to hear the jg yeah well uh, the, the thing with this is like we've done the last few podcasts we always start saying it's sad it's this it's that for me the overarching sort of feeling is actually angry like i was so angry i woke up mm. this morning and like do you know when you first wake up because i missed the end of the set so i, I fell asleep actually in the second set after we'd won the second set and i was thinking <laughs> <laughs> he's done it like I was very confident I must admit and I think that confidence is the worst thing because then I woke up in the morning I checked it and he'd lost and I just sort of like dashed my phone it was on charge I was like no I can't be bothered for this I was just angry and uh, the more I thought about it the less angry I've got if I'm honest like if you caught me if we did this podcast a few hours ago I was more angry with it but <laughs> it is it's one of them things like like you said it's not that shocking he's not looked great he's had a bit of a, a foot injury um, it's going to take him a while to sort of get back into the swing of things. I didn't expect it though. Regardless of no. that, I thought the sock one was the the first one, sort of settling settling back in. And I thought today he would have sort of, or today this this match he would have settled in and won it quite comfortably. It wasn't the case. But the one thing what sort of helped with this is exactly what Ollie's saying in the chat, um, and that's the fact that this could be a bit of a blessing in disguise. And I agree with this as well because he's got a little bit of rhythm, and now he can build on it 
for Canada and Cincinnati. Um, and he's someone who's not withdrawn from either of them. Hopefully, he doesn't withdraw from them. But with the injury to his foot, it's a, it is a small concern. But the only thing I can sort of sort of go to is the fact that he, after the match, he's come out and said his foot feels a lot better. So based off that, um, his foot's feeling slightly better. Hopefully, he's going to be there. Uh, we know Roger Federer is not going to be in Canada. I know he's not going to be in either of them, is he? Roger no, Federer. And we know Djokovic isn't going to be in... Which one's he not going to be in? Djokovic Canada. isn't going to be in Canada. But and he's, he's going to be in Cincinnati. So in, in Canada, it's only going to be Nadal there, right? Out of the big three. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. And so he's the, defending, he's the defending champion there. So he has to go there to defend the 1,000 points that uh, he won last time. Obviously... It's going to be a tall order, and I'm I'm not sure this is the best preparation, if I'm honest. And like you were saying, the foot, I'll just share a, a quick tweet that we had there. Uh, the couple of people came out and were talking about, uh, it said, well, Ben Rothenberg, they're saying the Dow already in the press, best news, the foot was better than yesterday. So at least that's a good sign. I, I think that it was a good match. It was a competitive match. We had a... I think it's Luigi Gatto there saying Nadal confirms he will play in Toronto. My foot was better yep. than yesterday. Congrats, just well, congratulate Lloyd Harris. I need to keep working. And then Jose Morgado just saying, obviously, Sitapas now is in third place in the world in the rankings, and Nadal does drop to fourth after all of that. I want to yeah, just. I think that's that's what upsets me the most, though. This part of it because I know we did the podcast the other day. And mm. it's not the fact that he's moving from three to four because I don't think that actually means anything. It doesn't change too much. The issue is then if he comes and sort of goes to number five. The fact that Sverev's dropped out, though, of the upcoming uh, Canadian Open, that fills me with a bit more confidence. But there's a real possibility we could be going into the US Open if he's not to uh, to, to to defend many points in Toronto. If he's to go out early again, um, yeah. then probably he's going to be number five for the US Open because you expect Sverev to have a run in Cincinnati. So based off that, I'm a bit concerned because I don't. I think he needs all the luck he can get with the draw, and potentially that would mean that a US Open he could play, say, Djokovic in a quarter final, and that's just not what we want to see. You, yeah, you've got to remember in this Toronto um, Open or Canadian Open, National Bank Open, whatever you want to call it, because he's defending a thousand points, he has to win it. Otherwise, the gap closes even closer towards Zverev. If he goes out in the second round or something, he could find himself very, very close to Alex Zverev. Uh, it's a bit scary, I think. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'll just bring up that tweet again, uh, just from Ben Rothenberg. I didn't realise I think might have cut some of it off. Uh, oh, that's Morgado. Apologies. Yeah, so what, just, do you want me to go down a bit on this one? Yeah, I think there might be a bit more on this one. I'm not sure. Um, here we go. So he was saying the most painful the most painful thing is not to be able to be on court tomorrow in front of the amazing crowd. And that was the big sort of talking point of the tournament, and it's still going to be. The crowd are really playing a, fact, a, a big factor. Considering yes. we've not seen many events with crowds, I think it's so much more noticeable how loud they are. I know it was getting a bit annoying for Jack Sock the other day, and they were sort of goading him slightly. He was giving a little bit back. But Nadal was... He was loved by the crowd and they're going to be really disappointed not to be able to see him again. I felt like it was bringing the best out of Rafa in spells because he wasn't playing well, but the crowd was sort of egging him on and allowing him to win that match. I think if that was a match against Sock, against no crowd, he probably would have lost in the first round. Um, yes. They really sort of pulled him through. 
And I'm sure they was doing it against Lloyd Harris. From the bits I did see, it looked like a very good atmosphere yet again. Yeah. Lloyd Harris, though, a bit of a snatch and grab. Um, he had just the one match point and just took it in an amazing, amazing fashion. I know you've got the point by point. We can have a little look yeah, through yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, neither it up of now. us expected it to happen. I thought he would now be a little bit more comfortable. And that's why I was so angry, really. Um, but hopefully this is the best possible scenario for him because it will allow him to focus on bigger events. No disrespect to the City Open, but the others are, are a little bit bigger um, and probably better preparation for, for the US Open. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought that this was, I don't know, is this Lloyd Harris's coming out party a little bit, managing to beat Rafa Nadal? I think it probably is. He looked really good. I don't yep. think we can take anything away from Lloyd Harris. You've seen he has the ability to get to finals. He obviously got to a final where he lost to Karatsev earlier in the year. He's been to finals before, lost to Rublev. And, uh, he won this one, one, didn't he, this year? Has he won a tournament as well this year? I'm I'm pretty not... sure, I thought he won a tournament. Did he not? He was like rolling back the, when he beat Dominic Team in the early rounds. Or was that the one he I lost to Karatsev in the final? Karatsev, yeah, yeah. He lost okay. to Karatsev in the final. He's, yeah. he's getting closer and closer, though. And that's the exciting thing for Lloyd Harris. He has a lot of tools. This serve out wide on the ad side, just money. I don't know how many aces yeah. he managed to hit out there. Rafa couldn't even get close to it. He's well, let's volume... have a look at the stats because I'm fascinated myself. His volume was looking like, I mean, 16 aces, yeah. really impressive service stats from him. I just thought his volume was great. He had some great serve volley, mixed it up well, was coming in. but And obviously, he's so powerful. We know on yeah. hard courts, he's just a really, really power hitter. And Rafa was a bit passive for me. All of his shots were landing in around the service line. Nothing really too deep. He was doing a lot of good angle, angular stuff, but there was no deep shots from Rafa and it was just giving Harris the chance to push in, attack the net and his volume was great. I was really impressed by Lloyd Harris's not only his volume but his recovery skills as well. He was going side to side at some points and still getting the ball back into play. I think he's improving. That's uh, exciting if you're a South African fan of uh, tennis. Great. I'm sure uh, Gene's probably in the chat probably cheering him on. Uh, Exciting. Uh, Lloyd Harris played i think that was probably his best ever match you'd probably say i think yeah. he, if you beat rafa nadal you have to pull out your a game i thought the team one was really good as well yeah uh, got under really radar great. team then we was looking at as like one of the top players i know now he's sort of <laughs> going down the rankings slightly because he's not been playing but that was still an amazing a really good achievement from him yeah like one second amazing yeah, really, really good stuff. And you can see some of the breakpoint conversion there. Like Rafa had six breakpoints, only was able to take two of them. And yep. then uh, Lloyd Harris there with three, and he t- took two of two of the three. And then obviously the most notable one was that amazing one on match point, which yep. he just got to the business end and he was able to close it out, which not many people can against Rafa. Do you know, um, I've not even seen it. I think it was a really? lob, apparently. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Really great lob. I mean, Rafa, give him credit. He came into the net and he had to face some firepower that was coming at him. And then he managed to volley it back. But then the lob was beautiful. Just l- lifted it over him, landed well with inside the baseline. And what a perfect way to end the match for Lloyd Harrison. Rafa, very, very... I don't know. He, he he still stood there and he congratulated Lloyd Harris and 
he played a great game and he just beat Rafa. There was no, didn't look like there was an injury, anything like that. There was no excuses from Rafa. Just got beaten, unfortunately. And it can happen to anybody. And I think that, you, like you said, maybe now he's warmed up in Toronto. He's got a mini break now. Can heal up a little bit if there are any problems with the foot. Yeah. We're, I'm sure we're going to see a more fired up Rafa in the next tournament. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. I put out a poll earlier on uh, today. I put a couple of polls out. I've been busy uh, just to see what other people thought of the Rafa news and if they thought that Rafa maybe, I don't know, did he have a chance to to maybe come back? I've got this one there. Do you think Rafa Rafa Nadal will be able to hold his number four ranking for the US Open? You can see there. It's quite close, actually. Yeah. I thought it might be a little bit more lopsided, that one. But 54% of people saying, yes, they think yeah, he can hold on to the number four ranking and 46% with no. Yeah. Where do you stand on that one? It's, it's all, it's for me, it's more dependent on Zverev. Like, how's he going to mm. do? Um, just correct me if I'm wrong. If, if Nadal is to win Toronto, then Zverev can't catch him. Is that correct? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, no, it's it's no. very difficult to sort of yeah. work out the sort of all the ins and outs of it because then we've got Cincinnati afterwards, um, and I'm not sure how many points they're defending at Cincinnati, if if at all, either of them. But based off that, then you've got that scenario. Ultimately, I think if and if Nadal wins Toronto, which is going to be there's no Federer, no Djokovic in there, he's mm. got another chance. I know he didn't. There wasn't to be in City Open, but this is a tournament he's won. Was it the last two times it, it, it's been yeah. held? Obviously, last year it was cancelled. He's. I think it will put him in a really good position to sort of keep that number four. Maybe Zverev would then have to go all the way and win Cincinnati, which isn't always it's a certainty. Points they dropped, though, I think isn't it? Cincinnati Zverev isn't defending many because I've just it's just come back to me. He lost to Andy Murray uh, on the last time of asking. I think that must have been pretty early on as well. So you've got Rafferty's defending obviously a thousand in Toronto. Um, I think that's that's why for me he's not going to drop. If he, as long as he wins Toronto, I think he'll be all right and holding on to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he has to win it. Uh, obviously, he's very. I think it's only five hundred because it's half the points you'd drop off. Is it still? That's what I was going to ask yeah, you. Are sorry. they still keeping yeah. with this half points? Because when when yeah, is it going is, yeah. back? When's it going back to normal? The points structure. Because if it is Correct still, me if I'm just... wrong, but by the end of the year. Okay, well that's that's fine. I, I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait. I just yeah. want to be able to know how many points people are dropping. But if it's just five hundred points that he would be dropping. If he does win it, uh, well, if he doesn't win it, he will be going down. He'll be just above Zverev. You know I'm going to be saying yes. You just know it. Uh, what what I want to know is what do you think? Do you think it's going to be, do you think he can hold on to number four? I think it's a tall order. Can he even get honest. back to number three now? I'm sure he can. Um, because I'm not so... one, he would only just be there. Because he can only, no, cause he's 300 points above Rafa now. Okay. So he would have to win Cincinnati potentially and Sitabas do terribly there I would have thought and that would be the only way he could probably overtake him again or he'd have to have a good running at Cincinnati let's say but uh, I think only the final uh, uh, this fills me with a lot of confidence as well Sverev has never won a match in Cincinnati apparently <laughs> great that's not a good sign he must it? have won a match I thought it was second round against um, Andy Murray might, last might time a, around might have had a bye <laughs> oh yeah of course yeah it would probably yeah. but I just think Zverev, if let's say Nadal, for the sake of it, just so we let's take 500 points off of what he's on now. He's on 7,815. If he goes down, it'd be 7,000. 
315. That's that's only 65 points above Zverev then. And then it's all sort of just down to Cincinnati then. Yeah. It's an, it's an interesting one. But I think he can do it. I think he's definitely got the firepower. If Zverev's record's anything to go off in Cincinnati, maybe that'll give Rafa hope as well. I put another... Oh, I, I did put another poll out here. I said, do you think Nadal will defend his Canadian Open title? Uh, we had... 30% of people saying yes, a thousand points defended successfully. We went, we had 14% with no, but thinking he will reach the final and 57% think no, he won't reach the final. So sort of contrast from that last poll, really people thinking that he can still maintain it, but maybe people are just thinking Zverev's going to have a terrible tournament as well. <laughs> I just think that Rafa's going to get in through uh, just doing better than Zverev. I don't think he would lose 400. It wouldn't drop 400 points, mate, if he was to reach the final because it would be half of that. So maybe 200. Yeah, so half half points. So 200 points it would be, yeah. So yeah. I just it was just out there. Yeah, that's fine. The, I, well, like I said, I, I just, think he's going to win the Canadian Open. But I'm obviously going to say that. You know, I can be a bit biased with it. I generally do believe it, though, because his foot's now feeling a little bit better. I think that was just maybe a bit of the cobwebs blowing them off. He's done that up. now. And I generally, I honestly do think he's going to win it. So there's no point in really asking me. I'm probably not the best person to ask. <laughs> yeah, let's, what do the people in the live chat yeah. seem to think about that? Um, is there people, <laughs> and we're saying the poll, 101% on votes. The poll is cursed. Yeah, who's that extra 1% getting in it, there? It, we seem to always happen. A lot of our yeah, polls, no. even the ones we do in the stream, there always be 1% more. No, um, we've got it's... 12 travel, 21 saying, let's see the draw first. Of course, it's important yes. to see the draw. Um, but regardless of that, I still believe in Rafa. I think he's he can still do it. The only problem I have now is something George pointed out, and that was what we've had. We did a, a podcast yesterday on, on Federer, didn't we? He's withdrawn from the, these, these events. We've got Rafa now going out of City Open. Is this like a big, I don't know, like a monumental shift in what we know as tennis and what we've been used to for so many years, where the top, these older players have been dominating for so long? Um, is are they sort of coming to the end now? Because you've got George saying at this rate, both Fed and Rafa we're retiring together. <laughs> I, think oh, the I, think, I think I think Rafa's still got a few more years extra than Fed. But then yeah. you look at say Djokovic, and I think he's got a few more extra years on Rafa. Um, yeah. It seems to be pretty, maybe evenly spread between the three of them. Yeah, uh, if think... not, probably Djokovic has a lot more time than say Rafa does to to to, to Federer. The thing is with Djokovic, I think the thing that beats Djokovic is Djokovic himself. That's the that's going to be the key for him. I think Rafa and Roger, it's the bodies that will give up on them before that they beat themselves mentally. I think Djokovic may try and do too much, like we've seen in the Olympics, playing so many tournaments to try and achieve so much that he's maybe overexerted himself and not ended up with one of the titles. I still think that He'll be fresh come the next tournament and we'll see a good run from him in the US Open, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I think that's probably as much as we can speak about this subject. It was just a sort of quick wrap-up podcast just to speak about Rafa. It's been an exciting week nonetheless. We've yep. It's going to be a new champion. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to see one of these youngsters obviously get through to that final 
in Washington. I'm Nishikuri might be the favourite now. Well, do you want to get maybe the final eight up because there's yeah, some really fascinating players. I know we did curse Nakashima, unfortunately. Oh <laughs> no, um, we did a podcast out? on Nakashima, and then a few hours later, it goes out. So that's typical. just typical. Well done. We do, have another, we do have another young American in there who's doing very well, and it's not Corda. It's Brooksby. Yeah. Uh, and who's who's to say Brooksby can't go all the way and win it and just sort of um, just kill our podcast, the, the one we did the other day? <laughs> I know. I'd have to delete it, I think, mate. And then just do another one on Brooksby. But no, I'm still high on Nakashima. I'm not uh, completely gone off him just because he, he lost one match. I think he's still got a bright future. It's just, it's just going to be tough for him in the future. I think... He, a lot of people came out and spoke out about it and just said, oh, yeah, I think you just went a bit too ham on him there. I still think he's got all the ability in the world, to be honest. But maybe he's just slightly behind the others, that's all. He's still young. Anyway, you can see here Nishikuri knocked out Cam Norrie there in three sets. Go down to the bottom. We've got Battle of the Americans coming up. Mackie versus Kudla. Mackie's looking very good. Knocked out of Bashka in straight sets. Kudla knocked out Nakashima. And then we've got Big Steve, mate. <laughs> what happened here? He knocked out uh, Barankis in quick fashion, a breadstick. Love it. Go on, Big Steve. And he's playing Yannick Sinner next. I actually think Big Steve could cause him some problems as well. Yeah, me and too. Got, and then down the bottom there, as you were alluding to, Jensen Brooksby. He's up against the mailman. John Millman knocked out Riley Opelka. That's no easy thing to do on American hard courts. So well done to him. I think it's exciting because obviously if Brooksby gets past Millman, could be having a potential sinner Brooksby. I quite yeah. like the sound of that. And then on the other side, for me, could love McDonald. That's a bit of a pick 'em for me. I'm yeah. sure you're are you gonna shy towards Mackie, I bet. Well, let's do our predictions now. I've sent you a tweet, mate. Maybe we can get it up on there because it's visually a little bit easier to see all of the matches. Oh, okay. Um so we should share that and get it go through it. But I think we should give our predictions because we've got um, an American in what? Well, there's a lot of Americans. There's we've got four Americans, but not in every single match. So potentially um, we'll have a non American Well, we definitely will have a non-American in the semi-final. And they're probably the, I don't want to say it, but I think Nishikori would probably be the bookies favourite. But then you've got Sinner there. Um, he's starting to find a little bit of form, actually getting a win together now. <laughs> it's been yes. a while for him. And Good he time. could go on to really push on and win this tournament for sure. So if we had to go down the list, I'm going to just go with mine initially. I'm going to go Nishikori first match. I'm going to go McDonald. I think that could be a little bit... Maybe could will be the favourite, but I'll go McDonald. And then McDonald's Sinner. Been. And I think Brooksby beats Millman. Yeah, I think there's going to... We're, we're possibly going to be seeing... Well, we're definitely going to be seeing one yank in the next round. I'm going to probably, I think I'm going to go Lloyd Harris, to be honest. If you beat Rafa on a Dow, you're probably going to be on a high. I think he knocks out Nishikuri. He's going to be a ride in that one. When he gets on a run, I think he's good. I'm going to go Kudla. I've been impressed. Uh, I think he keeps on this good form. I think Sinner probably have too much for Big Steve, but I feel bad picking against Big Steve. I like the fact that Big Steve and uh, Dennis are in the same tournament. They're like best buds on tour, so they're probably having a great time there in the quarterfinals together. And uh, Brooksby, yeah, I think Brooksby against Millman. Sorry, any Aussies watching. I like the fact Brooksby's been given a wild card into, I believe it's Toronto as well, I think. So that's fantastic news for him. The players dropping out. Only aiding 
this new generation of tennis. So if he can have a good run here, he's going to all the eyeballs are going to be on Jensen Brooksby going into a Masters. I think event. he's going to be the most supported player left in the draw. If I'm honest, uh, we've got Matthew saying I'm cheering for Brooksby. US needs someone to get excited about. Well, you've got a few. Corder's looking yeah. great as well. But yeah. Brooksby could be the next best thing for sure. No doubts about it. Um, you've got George saying the quality of tennis in Washington has been really high so far. Yeah, I'd have to echo that. I think Rafa was definitely a bit rusty and dodgy on his first serves in the first match I watched against Sock. But overall, we've still seen some really good tennis. And for a highlight reel of the tournament, it's one of the, one of the, one of the better ones we've seen for sure. Uh, we've got James joining us. How are we doing, mate? Saying hey. crazy result. Uh, Harris is great to watch. Yeah, he really is. And I was talking about the odds. I wasn't sure if Nishikura would be the favourite. In fact, the favourite sinner. Wow. So they have him as the favourite, the second favourite, Nishikori, and third is Brooksby. Wow. So that's, well, that's they mad. really fancy him as well, the book is. That's pretty crazy. A bit disrespectful on Milman. I think he, there is a potential. Milman could go through there as well. I think all of these are, are pickums. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's good to see a lot of sort of younger players and maybe some unseeded ones who we wouldn't expect to be there. I think Cam there saying it's the most unseeded players in the quarters since 2008. So that's always wow. good to see. Give someone an opportunity. I would love to see Big Steve win it. <laughs> if I'm honest. I just want <laughs> I know, to see I know that you guy. would. <laughs> yeah, I want to see him do well. I'm always cheering on Big Steve no matter what tournament he's in. But For me, yeah. Brooksville Sinner, I'll be really happy with. But uh, let's wrap it up there. I know I've been talking for quite a while. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be for Rafa in Washington. Uh, at least he got to see the sights and enjoy that and get them all mixed up. But on to the next tournament. We'll be covering all of that. We'll still be covering the end of this one as well. Uh, if you haven't already, guys, like this video, hit the subscribe button, and we'll see you tomorrow for another podcast. Indeed, guys. Take it easy. Have a see good one. See you guys one. soon. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.